0: The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom.
1: Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom. Because you're doing some of the most important Important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Yes, here I am. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the moms and dads today. It's almost Father's Day, so I'm doing this show the way I am uh, for a reason. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we do encourage moms. We focus on your amazing value because sometimes the world forgets to lift you up in the role of mother. I'm going to call this our free Father's Day gift. For all the dads and a lot of moms out there, it's part two of our series, Fixing the Fatherhood Crisis in America. And our guests today are unique. They are a husband and wife team leading a movement to eradicate the epidemic of fatherlessness and stop the cycle of family violence and brokenness. Oh, my goodness. Do we need this? Their goal is to improve the lives of children through what they do. They are Marvin and Jeanette Charles, the founders of Dads, coming up. Plus, a super fast and super fun Father's Day gift to tell you about as well. That's all coming up on Channel Mom. Are you a mom feeling overwhelmed? Let me tell you about a homeschooling mom from Montana. Tessa felt paralyzed until she discovered a drink called Happy Juice, a combination of three products, one for gut-brain health, one for metabolism and mood, and a final powerhouse ingredient to increase productivity. With Happy Juice, Tessa's life went from paralysis to productive. Clinical studies report a 50% decrease in depression with Happy Juice. Learn more by texting HAPPY to 720-784-LOVE. That's 720-784-LOVE.
0: The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the compassionate care team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone.
1: Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back. I do believe this is an important show because I think we're going to talk about the fix for one of the greatest problems in America. And I mean that. But first, a little shout out to the folks who listen to us on radio stations across the country. So grateful to have you on board. I hope this show is a blessing to you uh, from Salem, Oregon to Nebraska to right here in Denver, Colorado and uh, Illinois, et cetera. We're just so grateful to have all of you join and our friends on podcast. Please share the podcast. Tell people that you know that you can find Channel Mom on podcast platforms everywhere. I do want to remind you uh, f- our friends that uh, talk about that happy juice that they have a number of promotions going on right now i think it's a ten dollar off coupon and you get a free reboot i love their reboot it resets you uh it's it's like a quick super easy cleanse uh, and just it helps you get back on track so text happy to seven two zero seven eight four love happy to seven two zero seven eight four all right one more announcement and then we're gonna get to our guests we have our biggest fundraiser of the year coming up and it's, it's, it's historical. It's an historical event because you may have heard that Bandamere Speedway is closing down its Morrison location. So this is the last time that you can take advantage of what we do. Our event is called Accelerate to raise money to help us help more mothers and children. Accelerate at Bandamere. You get to race a super fast car down the iconic Bandamere quarter mile. I'd love to have you join us. Please go buy tickets now. And here's the thing. You can buy tickets for Father's Day. It could be a Father's Day gift to the man you love and let him know that he's going to get to race at Bandamere. He himself will get to race at Bandamere for our event. It's on July 27th. Go get tickets now at channelmom.org. That's channelmom.org. And you'll see there are a couple different places you can order tickets there. All right, here we go. Look, I, I have such a heart for this topic. I was, was telling, well, telling our guests before we, we went on the air, I think you can talk about a drug problem, and, and Marvin's going to talk about this as well. You can talk about a drug problem in America. You can talk about a skyrocketing crime problem in America. You can talk about addiction. You can talk about gun violence. You can talk about whatever you want to, whatever political issue you want to talk about. And what I would tell you at the core of it is, is the breakdown of the family and fatherless homes. And this is an issue that America needs to solve or America's problems won't be solved. So I am happy to introduce Marvin and Jeanette Charles. They're the co-founders of Dads which has helped over 4,700 fathers navigate systems and overcome barriers. Over the last 20 years, they've reunited dads with children. Dads stands for Divine Alternatives for Dads Services. It's a grassroots 501c3 organization. And they give fathers hope again and, and training and all kinds of fabulous stuff. Their vision is to stop the cycle of family violence and brokenness in order to improve the lives of children and encourage fathers to become agents of change in their communities. Oh my goodness, so honored to have you, Marvin and Jeanette Charles.
0: Thank you, Jenny.
1: Yes, yes. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to help you guys. I'm going to ask you each separate questions and then, and then you can speak to it. I'm first going to play a sound bite and Marvin, I'll have you speak to the sound bite after we play it. Uh, I, last week in part one of our series on the fatherhood crisis in America, we interviewed movie producer Stephen Kendrick about his documentary, Show Me the Father. And it talked about how we need to restore fathers in this country. And, and they went to Jim Daly, who, who didn't have a dad in his life for much of his childhood. And he talked about all the statistics, and I know you've got some too, Marvin, all the statistics that are tied to fatherlessness. So this was a soundbite from the movie Show Me the Father. Today on Focus on the Family, we're going to look at fatherlessness. Your host is Focus president and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, the research about fatherlessness in America is heartbreaking. Uh, 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. 85% of all children who show behavior disorders come from fatherless homes. And I'll add to that. Eighty five percent of youth sitting in prison are from fatherless homes. Sixty three percent of youth suicides are from fatherless homes. This is a major problem, Marvin. What statistics would you like people to know about what fatherlessness does to us?
2: Uh, I, you know, can I can I take it to more of a personal level? Absolutely, because
1: um, I know you've got a story. You've got a good story. Yeah.
2: Well, see, I, I was raised in the foster care system. My mother had me when she was 14. I was adopted. I didn't know. I thought the family that I was in was my family until my mother passed away. And then someone in the family came into our lives and said, that wasn't your mother. That's not your father. You guys are uh, belong to the state, but we're going to keep you in. And that was the aunt and uncle who, um, as kids, you never want to go over to their house because you always had to dress up. They had the plastic on the furniture. <laughs> and and now we're living with these folks. Well, yeah. um, it was kind of brutal for my little sister and I. Yeah, I shouldn't have and laughed. I, I shouldn't think.
1: have laughed because I know it was a very ch- well, tough. No,
2: but it, but it, I'm I'm an adult now. I understand it. I just didn't realize how much of the mix God had me in to understand so that I could do the work that I do today. Yes. And, and here's what I mean by that. Um, at 16, I ran away, but I ran to the youth center and they gave me the power to be where I wanted to be in a family, but there was no um, adulting in that family. Uh So I saw the movie Superfly and I lost my mind. For the next 20 years, I was doing everything that those movies were portraying I was trying to portray. Why? Because I didn't have any guidance in my life. There was no father figure giving me the tools that I thought. Now, um, at 16, I thought I had freedom. But how many of us know that at 16, a young man or a young woman doesn't need that kind of freedom? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? You yeah. need some guidance. Yeah. And so um, I wound up being a man, 42 years old, standing in the front of the local county hospital with a seven-month-old baby my seventh child um, out of wedlock, getting ready to leave her on the steps of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And, and I got it.
1: And Marvin, can and, I just and, say, both you and Jeanette had an experience of addiction and, and I think homelessness and, and and really failing at the family thing because you were failed by family. Is that true? Both of you went through that?
2: I will yeah. say this. Yeah. For me, but Jeanette, had a unique situation that's what made me fall in love with him. He was raised by a single father mm, mm, yeah he was raised by a father, which was attracting to me, so I leaned into her. Um, the start wasn't very good, but as we got the ball rolling, we got I have eight children by five different women, so there was a lot of stuff I needed to get under under wrap and being married to this amazing woman who knew fatherhood <laughs> in ways I didn't know it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I want, I want to move on. You have, you have the roots and you have the story of, of having been fatherlessness and having been fatherless and then not being the father that you needed to be yourself uh, until you figured it out. And, and so Jeanette, you and Marvin in your organization, Dads, which ministers to dads and helps reconnect them to their children and, and does all kinds of wonderful work out of Seattle. Um, you are, are, you're known for saying, that, that it's not all the problems in our culture that we're pointing to, it, the, the gun problem, the crime problem, the drug problem, et cetera. It's a fatherlessness problem. Can you talk about that?
0: Sure. Um, most definitely it is a fatherless problem. As Marvin started to share, I was raised by a single father um, in the 80s, and the 70s. We've, uh, before that was a common thing for a man to raise his child by himself. Yeah. As I grew up and start to, started to do this work, Marvin and I put our lives back together and saw that it took parents, it took healthy parents to raise children to be healthy people in society. Yeah. Doing it by myself, I probably could have done it. And I, you hear that a lot around the city and around the city you know the country you know i raised this baby i can do it by myself i don't need the father i don't need a man da, 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 da. yes yes well if you're raising young boys and you 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 hit on this they're sitting in prison why because they're trying to find that male presence that they can connect with and be associated with well some of them find the wrong role models which lead them down the path of destruction. Some of them find their fathers to be their heroes. And if their fathers have gone to prison, then they feel like that's still my hero and I'm going to do like my daddy did. Mm -hmm. Well, sad to say, society now, in my eyes, should be looking at how do we heal the broken father? How do we bring those men back to being Uh, respectable citizens, for one, and for two, being accountable and responsible for their children. Amen. Not just financially, but in the physical presence. I'm going to allude to Malachi 4 and 6. It's scripture that this should be happening. God said he will send the prophet Elijah to you before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents he doesn't just say one, he said parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents, or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. Yeah. I think what we're looking at right now is part of that destruction. That is so true. That- are broken mothers are left alone to raise children fathers are finding themselves in prison their children are trying to find an equal balance between loving mom but yet being like their dad there's a total destruction in the family unit and i think we need to bring that back that's what dad strives to do is bring the heart of that father back into the soul understanding that he's important to his children and mom let this father be a father if he's not being totally destructive in his own right i
1: get that very well said Jeanette. and i am a champion for mothers as you hear at the beginning of the show i'm all about the mom lifting up the mom reminding her how important her role is but a mom so often, and I know some are dealing with the, the fact that their husband is deceased or, or, or their yes. husband was abusive. I understand that, but right. more often than not, the mom needs a good dad by her side to yes. father her children, and and so this okay. is a pro mom message too. So, so Marvin, okay. you you talk about the cost, and by the way, I want I want to say one more thing. Jeanette was talking about how, especially with boys, but, but with girls, too, they, they look at the dad as the role model. And Dr. Megan yeah. Meeker says fathers are the central figure in the identity formation of a child. Fathers are the That's central right? figure in that identity formation. And, and so, Marvin, when we have a crisis of fatherlessness, how much does it cost us, by the way, in, in the U.S.? How much does the fact that we've got a fatherlessness epidemic, how much does that cost us,
2: Marvin? It, it costs $100 billion a year. And what, Fatherlessness country a
1: hundred billion dollars a year. What are those costs tied to? Can you just name some of them?
2: Yeah, it, it, it's tied to uh, 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 prison. It tries, ties to medical for, for drug overdose. It, it's, it's tied to a to any you name it. You name it. It's tied to all of it. Yeah. And, and I, I only I, I, I put emphasis on that is because we think the solution is i think you related to it uh, earlier um drugs and alcohol and and, and the whole thing incarceration crime and all those things are just a symptom of the problem mm-hmm. the problem is the lack of father role models in our country and and i'm this is not taking anything away from my, i'm married to a beautiful wife i have four daughters and four sons we couldn't have made it We couldn't have done it if it wasn't for both of us. So I know the importance of it. Mm -hmm. But I want to tell you that some of these men coming out of prison are lost and they don't know what to do. So somebody has to be at the gate with them for them and walk with them and say, listen, you know, that woman that you had that child by is going to be the mother of that child for the till the day she leaves here. So if the honest. child is really that important to you, then you need to hold on to that.
1: Yeah. So let, let's take a two-pronged approach, and, and I'll throw it back to Jeanette for the beginning of this, and then Marvin, you can finish it up. I'm thinking about the mom that's listening today that... um struggles as a single mom or struggles in her marriage, wanting her mm-hmm. husband to be a better dad. So she's struggling with this issue on a personal level. So we're going to move to mm-hmm. solutions now. We're going to move to, to um, macro solutions for the whole country. And we're going to move to micro solutions in one, any given home. And so, so Jeanette, can you, because you were raised by a single dad. What? Mm-hmm. What? How do you work with an individual dad? And if you were to advise a mom listening today that thinks, oh my goodness, I either came from a dad that wasn't very good to me or I'm struggling with a husband or a lack of a husband, how do we fix dads that are broken?
0: Now, this is not a, a one message. Yeah, okay. Uh, one thing that will fix all because we are all different individuals and we have different issues that we've grown up in. So a lot of it starts with, healing from that broken plate, and that can be macro. Every one of us has something in our lives growing up as a child or whatever that we have yet to deal with, which we carry into our relationship, which cause damage in some area or another. My suggestion to any man when they come into the dad's office, first thing I try to do is get them to sit in their place, meaning sit in what they have done not about what mom has done, not about what the system has done. What have you done? Mm. Let's deal with that thing that's broken in you. And then once we break loose with that, you'll start to see how how helpful it will be for you to listen to where others are coming from, to walk in some, some of someone else's shoes as to where they are speaking about moms how we carry a lot of the load where our children's needs are. Dad, come on in and let's sit down and see how you can now lighten this load. Um, It is a two-person thing. So that's my approach is to pray with them, break the chains that are keeping them bound to feel like they're in this by themselves, and then to show them there are healthy ways, that you can overcome what you feel like is holding you down.
1: Yeah, that's good. Um, Marvin, in the last 50, 60, 70 years, we've saw seen a, a greater and greater increase in fatherless homes. And it's overwhelming now. It, depending on which population you're talking about, it can be as much as 80% uh, children are born out of wedlock, wedlock and without a father in the home. That's incredible. So my question to you is, uh, how did this happen? How do we how do men decide that they're dispensable or, or how did women decide that they don't need the dad in the home? How did men get let off the hook from being dads? What happened in this nation that fatherless became an epidemic?
2: I, I, I really think that uh, culturally it started in the 60s. Mm-hmm. I really do. There was this free movement of love and everything. And so folks just started choosing their own path individually. Yeah, And then there was this movement that came that said, hey, we could do this. But those movements um, where people tried to come together and, and, and do this thing the right way. But those movements left out poor folks,
1: mm-hmm. folks that didn't
2: have all the needs that that went over their heads. So then people started realizing, well, I want to be like that, the, the Joneses or the Smiths. So, but I can't take their path because I couldn't afford to go to college. I couldn't do all this. So they started doing um, 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 what uh, there was this theory that came in the 80s. Um, the song was The Lore of Easy Money.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that captured the 80s and the 90s. The Lore of Easy Money said, well, I can have what the Joneses have. I can have what the Smiths have. But I just got to give it a different way. I was one of those guys. But 20 years later, guess what? My family was toe up from the flow up, and I didn't have any understanding (laughs) about what I had to do. So I had to be prepared to start over again and go through whatever it took because my kids just wanted to know. I wanted to make sure that this, and most fathers want to do this. Where's your dad at? Oh, he's at work. That feels a whole lot better to a child and say, I don't know, Mm -hmm. or he's in prison. Mm -hmm. we charge we charge our kids with all kinds of stuff. Now he doesn't want to tell his friends that his dad's in prison. So he lies. Well, guess what? I tricked him into that lie. I forced him to put up, to tell a lie because he wants to cover for me what child doesn't. So that's, that's just my. I could go on and on with this, yeah, and I know.
1: Um, and I'm gonna. I want to make sure we get to one more, two more things. I'm. I'm gonna have you go take ahead. this one again, Marvin, and then Jeanette can tell people how to find you and what and what all that you do. So with dads, and again, that the acronym stands for Divine Alternatives for Dads Services, and you help men's and men in all kinds of areas to, to own their fatherhood and to be reunited with their children. Right. So what, Marvin? And we've only got like four and a half minutes. So so take a couple minutes on this one. What is the solution? I know there's not a one size fit all, but but how do you get the dad in the door to say this matters? You need to go back to your family. You need to you need to own up to your fatherhood. Your kids need you to get the mother to embrace the father. Like, what is the solution?
2: It Mm -hmm. is crazy that you asked that. I thought you'd never ask. (laughs) So when somebody says, what do you do with dad's? Here's what we do. We listen. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times men go through this, come through the door and say, nobody hears me. Every time I say them, nobody's paying attention to, you. they won't listen to me. So what we do at Dads is we listen. Once a man feels like you're hearing him, he's willing to go whatever route you want him to go. Wow,
1: wow. And and Jeanette, what are some of the things you do at Dads? And I know that you've helped reunite a lot of dads with their kiddos, and they've been restored to their dad role. What do
0: you, what do you do at Dads? Well, we we basically. Walk with them in a supportive community. We have groups where men can come and sit, tell their story. We do uh, have the foundation of the Bible. They read a scripture together and then they start to love on each other in a brotherly way. Um, we also help with parenting plans. So we help them navigate the court system. We're not lawyers, but we get them started. And this is where we start to actively put their responsible hat on and say you show up we show up you come back we stand up that kind of accountability which not only works for us but that's what we're trained or not training but teaching them how to do that for their children show up be accountable come back with the proper information apply the proper situation to this day in this moment that's what we actually walk them through so once they are reunited with their children They can put those same practices into action. Amen. Um, And
1: I want to say this quickly for Marvin, and then then we're going to have to close. 60 seconds, Marvin. I know you were reunited with your biological mom at age 43, and it meant the world to you. And then you got to see your biological dad and be reunited to him. Have you seen the reuniting between a father and his children that you can point to in your organization?
2: over and over again mm-hmm. on the front cover of our flyer was another young mm-hmm. man who only not only reunited with his dad after 30 years but then reunited with his son who he had married a woman they married the kid and they had a child and then he left the child was two years old when the child was 17 he entered back into the child's life i've seen this happen over and over again and what happens is most men run from the sense of responsibility because it's scary until they see the form or a model of it from something else, and then they're challenged. Most men love challenges. Yeah, yeah. They say they don't, but they, they love
1: They do. <laughs> okay, so very quickly, you guys are a blessing. Tell people very quickly how they find you, how they find the, your organization.
0: You can go to our website at aboutdad.org.
1: About located... dads. dot Okay, aboutdads.org. You're located in the state of Washington. God bless you for starting dads and for ministering to so many dads and reuniting families. Thank you, Marvin and Jeanette. Thank you,
0: Jenny
2: thank you God yeah, been, bless you.
1: Thank you so much. Alright, this is the time in the show where I thank moms, but today I'm going to thank moms and dads because it's about to be Father's Day. Thank you to my own papa, who sometimes listens. Thank you to Jim, producer Jim. Thank you to every dad out there who has applied himself to raising that next generation well and loving them well. Thank you to every mama who sacrifices and does so much to to, to give her children a good life. So grateful to you guys. Remember to order those Accelerate tickets and support us and our work at ChannelMom.org. You can race at VandermeerChannelMom.org. God bless you guys. Happy Father's Day. Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement. Would you consider supporting us in order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground? We need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together. Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison, and homeless shelters, or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from mothers and families. Visit ChannelMom.org and click donate.
2: We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.